Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. Welcome back to the Agent Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Caffarella. Agent Investor is the only brand that helps real estate agents get off the real estate roller coaster. And if you're like me at the beginning of my real estate career, I was on that real estate roller coaster with my income going up and down and up and down, always worrying about when my next commission check was coming in. It wasn't until I started investing in real estate that I became financially independent and stop worrying about being on the real estate roller coaster. Since then, and I've been an investor now for close to 20 years, I've fixed and flipped over 1,000 homes. I've built an over 300-unit rental property portfolio. I've raised $20 million of private capital to fund my apartment deals. And I've built an over 350-person real estate brokerage that focuses on helping agents achieve financial freedom through investing in real estate. As I like to say on this show, sales will make you a living, but investing will make you wealthy. And we've got a great guest on today, Karen Briscoe out of Virginia. And Karen's got a great story. But one of the things that I want to focus on for those of you who have listened to my podcast or been to an investor seminar, know that you need to invest in real estate, but haven't taken the leap yet. Karen focuses on helping her clients get over that initial obstacle of doing your first, second, or third deal. Karen, welcome to the show today. Well, I'm thrilled to be here, Tom, because really, truly, agent investor, all agents should be investors. Like this should have like, we. you should take over the world because this is so, it's so obvious. It's almost, um, you know, shouldn't have to be told, but it, it's true over and over again, what you're sharing about the agent roller coaster. I heard something recently, I was at a, a uh, mastermind with other high-level investors, and the acronym Henry. Have you heard that? High yeah. earner, high earner, not rich yet. So agents are classic Henrys and Henriettas. They're often high earners. They are not rich because they're only as good as their next deal. Yeah, you know, I never heard that saying, but you know, by probably by the next show, I'll be coining that myself and stealing that phrase. So. No, but it's 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 really true, and and uh, not every agent's a high income earner, but a lot many who are still aren't investing in real estate, and they're still working and working and working. Don't have a retirement plan, and um, you know they don't have an ending sight to working nights and weekends and all that good stuff. So, tell us a little bit about you know your story, your background, like how did you get into real estate? What have you been doing in your career, and how did you start investing and helping other? Um, of your clients invest? I started in dirt in Texas uh, after college and worked for a land developer uh, cool. where we bought land, put streets and utilities in and sold lots. So I have dirt in my, <laughs> in my fingernails from way back. And then through moving to the Northern Virginia, DC metro region for my husband's career, had a time period where I was really not in the workforce. I was a primary caregiver for our, our children, which I'm blessed to have done that. I've been out of the work, was out of the workforce for 15 years and re-entered the workforce by going to work for 
the Staubach company. And I found that work to be so really routine, boring. It was like, once you've seen one, you've seen it all. It's during the tech bust and there's no money in bus, you know, markets that are um, recalibrating, if you will. And ask, you know, disposing of assets, there's no money in that. So I had an opportunity to become a residential real estate agent. And this was in the early 2000s. So there were, there was market disruption then too. I'm like, I've been through five recessions. So I, yeah. I have a lot of muscle memory about recessions and how to take territory and, and grow and what you learn through those markets. But I became an investor. I was a high, I was a Henrietta. I was a high earner and not rich yet. So I became an investor accidentally. And this is, happens for a lot of people. And so that's why I'm sharing the story, because I think that you may either yourself, you may see yourself in this story, or you may see someone you know, a client or a friend or another agent. <laughs> Our son moved back to the area from after college, and Northern Virginia is a very popular area, and it was high rents. And he wanted a dog and nobody was going to take a dog. And I'm like, well, I guess I could buy something and you could be my tenants. I mean, how classic is this, right? And so that was our first foray. And quickly I saw the math mm-hmm. that, that what it did for our tax benefits. And at that time, I wasn't even familiar with cost segregation and bonus depreciation and all of that. Those, those I learned later, 10 years later. But, but just the standard depreciation mm-hmm. was a, pot, a really benefit. For, so what I found was, yes, the cash flow on the rents weren't necessarily what, say, someone, you know, bigger pockets would tell you to do. But for our area, the depreciation for being a realtor, real estate professional, this is the other reason why we have special class. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're automatically considered real estate professional class. So you can depreciate and you get so many other benefits that other tax classification. And I'm not, I've got, I need to give my disclosure. I'm not a tax professional. I'm not advisor. I'm just call your CPA, but I'm telling you, they will tell you this. Should, if they don't, you need to tell them, they should tell you this. So when I saw what it was doing to our bottom line, and then also when I saw the benefits are so, they compound because you get the depreciation, you start to, you know, pay, they pay down your mortgage. This is classic. Somebody else paying your mortgage. You get to buy a hundred percent asset for 20% down a high leverage. I have had multiple clients come out of my rental properties, multiple mm. where they go buy a house. So yeah, no, you know what? I, that's another benefit that doing the show for probably four or five years, no one has mentioned, but it's just another, you know, side thing. And it's, it's really for what we invest in in Northern Virginia, we invest in what is usually the first time a home buyer type of property. And we look for a quality tenant has good job and good credit and they're a quality buyer in two or three years. So we just set them up. We like, go oh, as soon as you want to leave, you know, you want to go buy your first place. As well, if you work with us, we'll give you the ultimate you know, uh, deal in the sense that we'll let you out of your lease, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm closing on one on Friday where the commission on it's almost $20,000 and then release it to probably someone else just like them and then do this again in a couple of years. So it creates a pipeline of business too. So that's something that for a realtor professional, 
you can build a, a pipeline of business by owning real estate. Yeah, and I think that's really, you know, you hit the nail on the head with what the agent investor brand is kind of all about. It's not just investing in real estate, like they're two separate things. It's the combination of how being an agent and being an investor together gets you more deals. And a lot of times when I talk to agents about investing in real estate, they'll say, well, that'll take me more time and I'll do less transactions. But every single time that I talk to somebody like yourself and we talk about somebody who's actually an investor, they're doing more deals. And the other thing about that that I've, I've found is I, you know, market that I just bought my eighth property or my 10th property, and I'll have people come to me and say, okay, I want to invest. They're not agents, but they want to learn how to do it. And they see me doing it, and then they feel confident that I'm the agent to work for them. So tell me a, a little bit about that, because I have agents in my office and in other offices that, you know, we talk to and that listen to the show that are investors themselves, and they haven't tapped into that yet. So you said you have people that know you invest. How do they know that you invest? And obviously, when they know you invest, you're the go-to person. But how do you get that kind of like awareness? Well, social media. I mean, these people are people I know socially. We have hosted investor seminars uh, because my my business partner's husband flipped for many years. And people are you know always wanting to know about how to flip. And, and so and we have connections in the commercial spaces. And so we've done the investor seminars and it does lead to opportunities. But the most frequent is the person I didn't even know was thinking about investing. See, that's the thing. And so I put it out there. Okay, I'm here in, you know, in front of Twisted Oak and these folks just, you know, bought their first home and we were able to help them do that and tell that story. And so now I'm going to put it on the market for rent again. Rent bumps were probably going to be about $400 a month. And this is how I can help you. And I just put it out there. And then people, it's an attraction marketing, but people that I hadn't even thought to ask they were interested in investing reach out to me. Now, is it part of just kind of like your conversation that you have with clients in your SOI to talk about investing, or does it just kind of come up sporadically? I think it's a both and. I think that, yes, I mean, we should all as agents uh, be looking for all the ways we could help them with the real estate dates. And the, you know, it also builds a a pipeline, if you will. And, and yeah, I, I recognize the return on investment for helping somebody with their rental. You know, some people may look at that as just chump change. What I look at it as, as an opportunity, because that is a lead generation strategy, again, for finding those people who may be buyers. And so we have a team. And so the agents on our team, if there's a lead off of a rental, many times, a year or two later, those tenants are going to buy something. So it, it becomes a positive cycle here, right? If you think about it, every time you get an opportunity in front of somebody who's an investor, there's going to be a tenant on the other side. And mm -hmm. every time you get in front of a tenant, if they're a quality tenant, have a good job, you know, good income and good credit, then they're gonna they're then you should be setting them up to be a buyer. So that's a, if they're looking at working with investors as perhaps taking away opportunity, I would say I found it to be the other way around. I think yeah. that it creates more opportunity because um, it's typical. I'm not always the first time buyer, but maybe it's also 
but it's not the first time a tenant buyer if it would be like somebody who's relocating and you get them into because the highest the highest opportunity we received off of a tenant was 4.2 million mm-hmm. so i'm just going to share yeah uh, that's so amazing. it was a, a rental and they rented because it was the right school district but then they needed to sell a house where they were coming from and once they did that then they decided they wanted to build a new home so out of that tenant opportunity ended up a four and a quarter million dollar sale now not all of them do that but yeah. if you're looking at you know what are the opportunities out there that is that is what comes from being an investor and and it's funny because agents are always out there. You know, the number one question that I get asked as a broker owner or as a coach or whatever is, how do I get more leads and get somebody who may or may not even be willing to kind of even have a conversation with you? Yet, when you ask most agents about doing rentals, most of them say, "Oh, I don't, I don't do rentals. I won't do rentals." But yet, that's another opportunity to actually make some money while you're building a relationship. And at the end of the day, what do we need to do? We need to build our database, right? So not every renter is going to become a buyer, but if you get an opportunity to work a rental, you've got to face-to-face with somebody over paying Zillow 100 bucks to just get their contact information. They may or may not be doing anything there either, but you're actually getting paid to get a lead and build a relationship versus paying somebody else to hopefully you know, get somebody on the phone. I mean, it's a long game. I mean, if you want to, you know, press the easy button and just, you know, like that. But if you want to, if you're working a long game and you want to build wealth, which is what we're talking about. I mean, you're you're wanting to not be a hidden anymore. You want to actually be a higher earner and rich. <laughs> uh, yep. So the the idea is these are proven strategies. I mean, you and I are talking about things that have been, you know, most wealth in the United States was built on on real estate. And, you know, they, you know, we talked about some of the, the key fundamentals of it, but if in case anybody here hasn't, doesn't know them all, you know, you've got, you know, somebody was paying down your mortgage. So every month I increase my net worth by, with all of my rental properties, about $5,000 because mm-hmm. somebody else is paying that. And so my equity increases. And then, you know, there's classic appreciation, there's rent increases, there's the opportunity that you can um, convert them into being a, a client. Um, you have the, the depreciation. And then, of course, we haven't even talked about cost segregation and bonus depreciation. And what that did for my taxes last year was just like uh, awesome. Um, if your community is not familiar with that, that's something that they need to be go, uh, running straight to their CPA and uh, getting set up. One word that you kind of snuck in there that I think is just like, it's so important. And it, it's it's one thing that, again, I see kind of Asian struggling with. And, and you said it quick, but I think it's really important, the word long-term. I think when we talk about like going back to the conversation a little bit about like lead generation and investing and like making a bunch of money, Everybody, including myself, and I'm sure you, Karen, we all want to make a bunch of money tomorrow, right? So what I find very frequently is when it comes to investing or when it comes to um, you know, building your agent business, everybody wants, how do I get a bunch of money tomorrow? To me, like you had said, you know, some of the stuff is a long game. I think almost all of it's a long game. And and I look at it and when we when we coach um real estate agents who want to be investors. I say to them right out of the gate, I say, this is a 10-year plan. 
if you want to have a plan that's less than 10 years, don't go to me because I don't know how to do it in less than 10 years. I don't know how to get somebody financial, you know, almost with like a guarantee that they're going to be financially independent in a 10 year period. Like I can show you how to do that. And I'm sure you would agree. You said another word, compounding. And that's the other part of it that I think a lot of people, they don't understand enough, which is like, this is not a linear game. This is a exponential game where everything compounds. So what doesn't look all that, you know, those two rental properties that are just making you a couple bucks a month and maybe saving you a couple bucks on taxes in your first few years, 10 years later, those look a lot different. So with that being said, like we, we know, like, I think most people know on this call, like they should be investing. And you've talked about helping clients, helping other agents that are on your team investing, you investing. What would you say to the person who has listened to a bunch of these shows and maybe read a book and they're just kind of like not doing it yet? So there's a proverb, when was the best time to plant a tree? Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. When is the next best time to plant a tree is now. And I, I believe that about real estate. When I bought my first property, I thought I was, oh my gosh, paying so much. And, and interest rates in 2000 were about what they are right now. So it wasn't like we had low interest rates. I was paying high, you know, relatively high interest rate for the market because as an investor, you typically do. The idea of many people just don't believe it until they see it or they don't see it. There's, I have an agent on my team and she's watched me do this for the last decade. And last summer, I finally convinced them to just try it. And they've already done their cost segregation. They've got their bonus depreciation and the impact on their taxes alone completely, I don't want to say completely paid the down payment for the property, but was significant. And just the look on their face when the, the realization happened of what it will mean for them long term. And you know, really, so what is the alternative? Okay, if you don't do it, what are you going to do it? What's the alternative? Like, I, this is a both and strategy. You can build for your future while you also get benefits from it today. And that is very rare that you that there is an asset class or a, an investment where you can do that. Um, mm -hmm. Both of them will happen right away if you when you invest in real estate. Hey everyone, this is Tom Caffarella. I want to quickly interrupt the podcast to number one, thank all of my loyal listeners of the Agent Investor Podcast and tell you guys really quickly about an exciting event we have coming up. Uh, it's a two-day event. It's called the Passive Income Real Estate Investor Event um, that you can find out more details at PassiveIncomeEvent.com. We're going to be doing a two-day training session teaching all of the agents and all of the investors at the event on how to achieve financial freedom through real estate. If you're like me and your goal is to not work 80, 100 hours a week grinding, selling real estate, flipping homes, um, definitely check out this event. We're gonna teach you how to build a passive income portfolio so that you can retire, so that you can work when you want, how you want, and ultimately achieve financial freedom. So again, go to PassiveIncomeEvent.com for more details. And we look forward to seeing you at the upcoming event. One thing I, you know, I get from people all the time, aging specifically, is they'll say like, I'm not ready now because this and this and this isn't situated. I'm not in a position yet. 
what would you say to that person? It's it's interesting human behavior that the only person stopping them is them. Yes. I I find it frequently. And and I've had situations in my life where I've done it to myself too. Somebody should just hit me on the side of the head. I I see it faster now. Uh, before it took me a long time to see things. Really, truly, the evidence is the fact that most of the wealth in the United States is people who own real estate. Mm-hmm. And the volatility, in my view, of the markets and the other asset classes out there, compared to real estate, some people always have to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. They always have to live somewhere. And you're in the business as a real estate agent and you're helping people live somewhere. So you actually have a higher level of reason to be in it. Because I can understand if you're not in real estate and then you don't meet the classification and you can't write off depreciation. And I, I understand all that. I still think they should do it. But um, but real estate agents have, they're cl- also you're closer to the deals. I mean, I have bought properties when I've gone on an appointment and I'm like, well, I would buy this. Mm-hmm. And I have. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, like, okay, so what? You want somebody to just hand you something on the silver platter and you're going to walk away from it? I mean, that's self-sabotage. And so that's human condition and human behavior, Tom. And hope that something I've said here is going to help someone get off the fence. You know, I, I know there's a lot of like, oh, what it could have, should I? Could have had 30, you know, 3% interest rate last year. Well, yes, you could have. You could also maybe have the best pricing there is in 10 years if you buy now, or you may have the best interest rate, but you may have a good tenant pool and you may get good rent. You may not get everything, but you're still, if you're in the long game, you're still going to come out ahead more than spending that money on lifestyle that will not be there in 10 years. Yeah. Speaking to, you know, agents getting opportunities, we had somebody um, that's at our brokerage, you know, has been around us for a while and they do a little bit of investing and they had a listing on a a multifamily in the greater Boston area, trying to sell it, um, had, uh, you know, multiple offers come in, people backed out. The seller was like a friend of a friend of theirs. And they felt really bad. They thought they were going to be able to sell it for the price that they wanted. And the seller finally said to them, you know, I do like, I need to sell this house. Like, I don't want to sell it. I need to sell it. You know, like, is there any price that would work? Because they had the awareness to say, oh, wait, this might be an opportunity for me. They ended up buying that property. Um, So like you're saying and alluding to, it's like agents not only should be doing this because of, you know, everything else that they have going on. Um, yeah, you're on the front line. I mean, who are you going to take a deal to? I mean, right. well, first of all, you're going on the appointment, but you are going to see where the opportunities are. I mean, I have one agent in our office who's, it's brave strategy. Every morning he wakes up and he looks in the community and goes, what's the deal of the day? And then he goes, find somebody to buy it. I mean, we have, that we have we're on the front line of it. Uh, opportunity is you know, almost right in our face. Maybe it's too close. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking of ways to help people get over themselves. Um, you know, most common is, you know, the money for the down payment. We leverage the money out of our retirement accounts because again, the stock market's volatile. I 
don't have any control or influence or trust over what happens in the markets. I know my real estate. And Mm -hmm. so I've done some leveraging there on that. Uh, So it wasn't, and and then as I became a higher earner, then I would take certain portions of my, my earnings and commissions to do it. But in the beginning, I had two kids in college, expensive colleges, and I was, you know, lifestyle was maxed out. So we pulled money out of retirement account. You have to pay taxes on it. You know what? You're going to pay taxes on it someday. So just bite the bullet, pay the taxes on it because the benefits you'll get will then oftentimes, I don't say counterbalance it, but you're going to see the benefits. Whereas if you keep it in the market, you're still going to pay taxes on it at some point. And and you mentioned the objection of like, I don't have the money today. And it's a real thing, but we specifically teach on how to do deals with little to no money. Um, and we have so many different classes on that because that's one of the number one topics. And for those of you who are listening and you're not in our Facebook group, you can go and join for free at www.agentinvestor.com. Again, that's www.agentinvestor.com. And what you'll see if you look in the video section is I've probably done five or 10 videos on how to leverage little money, how to how to raise capital. Um, it starts with education. There's a saying that I say over and over again, the more you learn, the more you earn. The other thing I say all the time, and um, you know, this is really true too, and you alluded to it, is proximity is power. Now, one thing that you had said is you have an agent that's on your team that's seen you doing it and seeing you doing it and seeing you doing it and finally did it. Now, let me ask you a question, and you don't probably know 100% the answer to this, but do you think if they weren't around you that they would have actually done a deal? Well, you know, the saying, I think it's Jim Rohn, you are the, you know, the sum financially and health-wise, and, you know, there's lots of research on it of the five people you surround yourself with. And I have raised my consciousness by surrounding myself with people who are investors and masterminding at a high level. And that's raised my consciousness. And you're offering that with your community. And so all this is being uh, available to this community. And and what you're offering, I think that is uh, fantastic. Because as I raise my consciousness level, I've raised the net worth of every almost everybody around me. Yep. I mean, think about it. I mean, it, it, you know, rising tide raises all boats. I mean, the positive impact, because if you think about it, if you could give your team, your staff, the people that you know, if you can help them build wealth, that is a value add that is almost even better than a raise, if you will, because they, they're going to have lead better lives. And I think that, you know, that is a quote unquote byproduct, but it is perhaps it should be the mission, right? I mean, so. Well, so so if, if on my wall at my office, it says financial freedom through real estate sales and investing, and that's my brokerage mission. And I always say to people, you know, like selling a bunch of houses, it's, it's great. And you can sell a bunch of houses kind of at any brokerage, but, but our mission, because at the end of the day, why are we even doing this? Like we got into real estate in general, to become financially free, to have freedom. And yet most agents have no freedom in their business, you know, whatsoever. And, you know, the the getting around the average of the five people thing, you know, it's why, you know, I, I built the brokerage, why I created my inner circle coaching program, because I know that I, I didn't do my, I wanted to invest in real estate. I didn't do my first deal for six years. 
Why didn't I? Because I wasn't around other people doing it. I was lucky. Um, I hooked up with um, a coach and I got an opportunity as an agent to buy a deal. And that coach pushed me to buy that deal. Like, I don't now. I'm not saying I never would have invested because I did want to invest, but I wouldn't have probably done that deal if I didn't have some around me being like, hey, dummy, like this is a great opportunity. What he actually said to me was, if you don't buy that property, I'm going to. And I was like, okay. Um, and I trusted him. So I ended up kind of like, you know, taking action. But um, you also mentioned, um, you know, getting around other people like yourself. And, and I think that's another kind of habit of successful people of saying, okay, yeah, maybe I'm okay. I'm good. I'm successful, whatever. But like, how do I get around other people and gain more knowledge? What are some strategies that you've used in order to kind of do that? Because it's easy to say, hey, just get around a bunch of successful people. But how are you doing it? Well, Warren Buffett says that very best investment there is, is yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, the real estate, the six inches of real estate, which are right up here, is your best asset. My ability to create value starts with my thinking. And mm -hmm. my thinking is impacted, influenced by the people I spend time with. And there has arisen a day where now I get on an airplane that I can be with other people that are achieving a high level. And that raises, again, we're talking about raising the boats, you know, the high, uh, rising tide raises all boats. I now have, quote unquote, new ceilings because I can see people at the next levels up. Mm -hmm. And that is where real growth happens because most people have a, have a capacity of what they can do on their own. And high achievers, you know, we're, we're, we have a high capacity. I mean, I'm still not Richard Branson or, you know, Greg yep. Cardone. I mean, there's a lot of people up there that are really living at a full life and high level. And so or surrounding them around by with yourself, by those, with those people. And, you know, there's podcasts, there's, you know, lots of opportunities. There, it, I would just say, to look for the people that you resonate with, you connect with, and that messaging, you know, is going to impact you. Because if you go to a bunch of training or seminars or retreats or listen to a bunch of podcasts and you don't do anything, that's just a high level entertainment. Yes. And enjoy yourself. But if you, it's implementation that changes lives. If, if you want to change your life, pick something we talked about today and start implementing it. Well, in our um, in our in our coaching program, and and you've probably heard of the book Traction, um, the op Entrepreneurial Operating System, and this is what changed my business and what we like, you know, really scream at the top of our lungs is like, you listen to a podcast like this, you shared a million ideas, right? But you can't do all of them. And if I turned around my screen, you'd see a board that I have of a million ideas. And what changed for me because, you know, I do think I can do anything. But I can't do everything all at once. And what traction in EOS and what we teach people how to do is, okay, you've got 20 ideas, get them down to three to six every single quarter, and maybe even three per quarter that you know that you need to tackle. And you do nothing else until you tackle those three things, which is why for the people that you know have followed me lately on Facebook, I've been posting a lot about chat GPT about how I hate it because. To me, it's a shiny object. Could it be phenomenal? Could it be great? Yes. But 
people rush to the next, like to me, that's the next shiny oh, object. Classic squirrel syndrome. Yes. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's hard because, because guess what? Every single person who's listening to this, you wouldn't be listening to this if you want, you weren't an entrepreneur. And by definition, if you're an entrepreneur and you hear a good idea, you're excited. You want to do it today. Um, but you've got to be disciplined to say, what are your top three to six things? And you have to implement, you have to implement. And, um, and that's why, you know, we follow that EOS and teach on that EOS methodology because implementation is where you make your money. It's great to know how to do everything, but to actually do it is different. And it may not be you. It may be a who, not how. I mean, oftentimes a visionary has somebody who's an implementer with them. Um, And so you can build a team with you to do the implementing if that's not your highest and best use. At the same time, though, if you're just full of ideas and, and visions that it's just what I would call entertainment. I mean, it's interesting, great ideas, but it's the actual implementation of them that uh, is going to change lives, yours included. So with all of this being said, what's the biggest piece of advice that you could give to anyone who's an agent? I mean, somebody who maybe who comes onto your team and they go, Karen, you know, what's the biggest piece of advice you could give to me over a 35-year kind of career? Well, if I could do it, you can too. That's a lot of the message is, okay, I've showed you how I could do it and you can do it too, but to start today, because mm. so many people have this idea, I'll do this when, and you have the list of reasons, excuses. So as you talked about the implementation, pick one idea and start yeah. today. And because that will have the most impact and then you'll find the next step and the next step and the next step, but, but start because that's that's what's going to um, give you the highest level of success. Yeah, and I think um, I'm going to screw up this this quote or this thing, but I will get the premise right, which is that all successful people, and this is like a study or a book, I don't know where I got this from, but I know that this is true. All super successful people are quick implementers. Um, they mm-hmm. have the idea and they putting into action. And there's a study that says like, the speed at which you implement determines your success because, and I know this for myself, and I look back to all of the quarterly things that I've tried to achieve over the last four years. You look back and you go, wow, there were a lot that didn't even make sense for me to pick. Maybe it was kind of a waste of time, but until you actually start doing them, you don't know. So you have to implement quick to figure out like what the gem, I don't want to call them ideas, but just things that you want to put into your business. and. It's a constant process. I had a training at my office yesterday on implementing systems. And um, one of the big kind of takeaways that I tried to give to people is like, you're always working on your systems. You're always saying, this is how we do things today. This is the result we're getting. Can we tweak? Can we move something an inch to the left, an inch to the right? And will that matter? And um, getting back, I think my biggest, you know, takeaway from, from, you know, everything that you said was just, you know, the con- the comment of it just being like a long-term thing, right? And and this is just so, so important of a concept that if you come on here, you talk to Karen, you're on her team or you're around me, you know, we, we're not thinking about like how to be super successful in the next 90 days. We're talking about long-term because that's the only way that, that it really happens in real life. So Karen, you shared, you know, a ton today. Um, I appreciate you coming on. I know you're busy. 
Um, I know when we we talked even before here, you're running around, you know, you're still, you know, doing deals yourself and all that good stuff. So I commend you and um, thank you again for for joining the show. Well, thank you for having me. And here's to your success as well, Tom. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Agent Investor Podcast. If you haven't done so already, we talked a ton about getting around people that are doing what you might want to be doing. If you've listened to the show and you like to get around me and my team more, we do have a program called the Inner Circle Program. You can schedule a call to talk to me one-on-one about the Inner Circle by going to www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. When you jump on the call, it's going to be more kind of like a strategy session, where you're at, where are you trying to go, And I'm going to try to provide you with as much help on that call as I can. If you like what I had to say or think that being around me and my team can help you in your business, we have both free and paid ways to join the inner circle. And again, um, you'll get value out of just being on the call. So go to www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. And again, we'll be back next week with another edition of the Agent Investor Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks again for listening to the Agent Investor Podcast. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show and leave a review, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get free weekly education, strategies, and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.